Welcome back to Quick Tip Tuesday. We are continuing with Sarah's question from last week. So this is a part two for the question that was presented last week. And Sarah asked, if I only had $100 to refresh my living room, what should I do? How should I spend my money? And this was a really great question. And there's a lot I don't know about Sarah's space. So this question really could be very personal to each person each person, each person's face. But I answered it rather generically. And if you're wondering what I told her, go back and listen to episode 78. But here's a quick Cliff Notes version. I told Sarah that I'm assuming that she's starting with a foundation that she's happy with. Foundation meaning the wall color. We're not going to do anything with floors. Floors would be the foundation as well. But the wall color, I'm assuming we're starting in a place that is happy, that she enjoys. So we're going to go on from there. And I encouraged Sarah to ditch the couch pillows. You know the ones. They're the ones that come with the couch when you buy it from the furniture store. They're the ones that try really, really hard to make a statement, but really fall flat, quite literally sometimes, (laughs) but oftentimes in design. And if you're wanting more reasons why I say ditch the, the couch pillow, go back and listen to the episode 78. But we're moving on from there because Sarah inspired me to think, gosh, if we only had $200, What changes would we make in our living room? All right, stick around because you might want some options as you plan your living room refresh. It's Quick Tip Tuesday. You have questions, I have answers, and I am so glad to be answering them for you today. If you have a question that you want answered on the show, pop into my DMs on Instagram at figandfarm. Send me an email at figandfarmathome at gmail.com or join the Facebook group and ask there bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. Let's hop to it. Let's answer your question. And if you find value in this, I'm sure someone else will too. So make sure you share with a friend. So you only have $200 to do a living room refresh. And you're wondering, should I even bother? Or should I just save it for something a little bit bigger? Yes, that's always an option. If you're saving for the couch, that could be a great option. But there are so many small changes you can make that will make a mighty impact with such a minimal investment. So last week with the $100 question from Sarah, I encouraged her to ditch the couch pillows and spruce up her couch with the textiles that make really a statement in a way that tells her story. That's a reflection of her personality that brings in her color story. And if you're wondering how you can do that for $100, you really need to go and listen to episode 78. So I'm going to do a two-part answer here. One is we're moving on and we're pretending that Sarah, you have now the extra $100. You have already spent $100 on the pillows. By the way, hint, hint, if you didn't listen, we bought them for about $70 and then we had money to play. So we had, I encouraged Sarah to get some plants in there. So we're going to answer the first part of this question with what we would do if we've, we already spent um, the hundred on the pillows and the plants, some plants or a plant. And now we're going to have a hundred left over. And then we're going to approach it with options that you can spend your $200 on if that's literally what you have and you don't need to do the couch pillows. So So option one, we bought the pillows and we had money to play with the plant. We have $100 left over. So here's what I would do. Now, again, I'm assuming that in this scenario, Sarah has a wonderful foundation to start with. The wall color is a color that she is 
happy with. That is a reflection of her color story and she likes it. So there's no need to make that change. So here's what I would do. I would start thinking in layers and depth. The more rich we can make your home feel, the more cozy we can make your home feel, the more relaxed we can make your home feel, that can happen with layers and depth. And now we've already added a little bit of personality and layers and depth to your couch. We're going to look at your windows right now. Now, this is tricky because again, Sarah did not send me any photos, so I don't know how many windows you have in your living room, but I'm imagining two. If you have three, you might you might need to wait until you have about $50 more. <laughs> but if you have two, I think this plan is doable. And again, you're listening to me because you are on a budget. So if I mention Ikea, you're not going to throw shade. This is where we're going to go shopping. In fact, for any of my clients, honestly, Ikea is where I buy our curtains. I will go there first often. And I do that because I think... Well, several reasons. One, because my clients generally have a very limited budget. And you can blow that budget so quickly if you go to stores like Pottery Barn, Crate and Barrel. Even shopping online, it is really hard to get a reasonable priced pair of curtains. Usually you buy them by one panel and you're surprised by that price and you think, oh, this is not too bad for one panel. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of times people like to feel what they're purchasing. They like to see it in person and that is their buy-in. And here's the rub, girls. When we go to places that we normally shop at, when we go to big box stores and we normally shop there, those curtains are not sufficient for your living room. They generally just aren't. They are most often too short. And so if you're wanting an in-store shopping experience for curtains, skip Target, skip Walmart, skip Marshalls, and run straight to Ikea. Because Ikea's length are going to be probably what you need. They might even be just a teeny tiny bit long, but that is easier to fix than a curtain that's too short. A curtain that's too short, I hate to tell you, just looks silly. It looks a little broken and it looks a little wonky. So we're going to remediate that. So in this scenario, Sarah has already spent $100. And Danny, what you're telling me is I can spend $100 for two sets of curtains. Yep. And the rods. Did you hear that? Yep. And the rods. (laughs) Okay. But before I tell you how, I want to tell you why. So we already know that sometimes when you have curtains that are too short, it automatically acts like a bully in the room. And a bully, again, is a a design element that commands and demands attention in a negative way. And those curtains are staring at you and kind of taunting you and saying, hey, I'm trying to make pretty here. I'm trying to make pretty here. What do you think? But really what it's saying is, neener, neener, neener. I'm bringing your room down. That's really what it's saying. So we're going to skip that altogether. But should you then go without curtains? And my answer is no, even if you have an amazing view, even if you have a million dollar view, something on your windows is going to be better than nothing. And here's why. Oftentimes I liken your window treatments to getting getting ready for date night. And if you get ready for date night and you're excited to go out and you have all the pretty things, you've got the pretty dress and you've got the pretty shoes and you've got the pretty nails done, but you forget to do your hair, or maybe you forget to do your makeup, but you've spent all this time 
finding the pretty dress and you've got the pretty shoes and you dusted them off because you haven't worn them for like three years, but oh, they're so pretty. You've put so much effort into the rest of your space and then you go out with wet hair or you go out with, you've styled your hair, but you decide not to put makeup on and normally makeup even just a little, like a little lip gloss or a little mascara, that's what you normally do, right? Sometimes that completed look, whatever that is in this scenario for date night, maybe it's the jewelry, maybe it is the nice shoes rather than your sneakers. Whatever that completed touch is, that is what your curtains are like in your room. So you've imagined this, you've spent your budget planning out the nice couch and you bought the nice side chairs and you have the pretty area rug and you have all the pretty things and then you have naked windows, that is problematic. And that is a way for your room to kind of scream at you in a different way. Hey, I'm not quite done yet. Even if you have the million dollar view, what are you doing to your windows? Are you wood wrapping them to make the windows a statement on their own? Like really like the mascara for your window, right? Are you putting bamboo shades up to make it so that there's something there? Are you hanging curtains so that so they make the room look a little bit larger and they make they frame the window well? Are you adding that? That is why we add curtains so that it, it adds a finishing touch to your room. It adds that final layer. But the neat thing too is that curtains or window treatments in general just add texture and depth and they make your room not feel flat. So if you think about it that way, that is one of the reasons why I always suggest some sort of window treatment. My very favorite is this combo, wood wrapped windows, bamboo shades, and a curtain. And using the bamboo shades as the light filtration and the curtains as the boundary is the word that's coming to my mind, but the framing is what I really want to say. The framing And then you have layers and depth and texture all right there. And the wood wrapped windows just make those kind of generic windowsills look a little bit more complete and lovely. That's, of course, is a little bit trickier, right? You have to sometimes either learn a new skill, get a new tool or hire out. And that is an expense that can add up. So what is the offset to that? The window treatment. You don't necessarily have to have the wood wrapped window, but if you do, fantastic. Okay, back on track here. How do you get two pairs of complete curtains, (laughs) not just two panels, and the curtain rods for $100? And I alluded to it already. You already know the answer. We're going to go shopping at Ikea. They have so many options that are available, and the length is fantastic. But they, of course, have different colors. They have different weights. They have different sheerness, the opacity or not. So about you can expect to spend about $40 per pair of curtains. So if I'm looking for two pair, that's 80 bucks right there. So I have $20 to get the curtain rod. Now generally speaking, the curtain rod, if I were working with a client, the curtain rod I would source elsewhere. But if you're really on the budget and you're really wanting that refresh and you are wanting to make change now, can you get the rod set at IKEA for 10 bucks? Yep, about 10 bucks. Now, that would include the rod, the holders, and the finials. The finials are the things that go on the end of the rod. So what it amounts to being is about $50 a window. So if you have three windows, save for a little while and save $50 more. Four windows, you get the idea. So in that option, with just $200, we can get a lot of couch pillows, a plant, and window treatments. 
that's not bad. And all of those elements combine texture and layers and depth and a little bit of personality to your space, to your living room refresh. But now we're going to play with option two. Option two is you don't necessarily need the couch pillows and you don't necessarily need the window treatments. So what could we do if we had $200 from the beginning? The first thing I want you to think about is what your walls look like, what the foundation looks like. And one thing that makes your home look and feel cohesive and put together is that color formula, that color palette that you put together. And if you're not sure what I mean by color formula, I want you to go back and I want you to listen to the episode about how to create a cohesive looking space. I'll find that episode and I'll link it in the show notes. But that is the first thing. And you might have to pick your color formula. You might have to pick your color scheme and paint one room at a time at this budget. But if you're willing to do it yourself, you could probably paint your living room and a hallway for 200 bucks, maybe even a little bit further, depending on how big your space is. So as long as you're willing to do some of the work yourself, you don't have to spend $3,000 to hire the painter. Change is literally a paintbrush away, a paint roller away, and dramatic change can happen when you change the foundations. This is always the very first thing I talk about when I'm talking with a client is let's think about your your color palette. What is your color palette? Let's create that color formula so that we can infuse this space, this entire space with this color formula. And you're going to have those colors represented in different areas, different ways in order to make your home look and feel cohesive. And it all starts with the foundation, which is the walls. So first things first, if I only had $200 to spend in my living room, I would take a hard look at the color palette, making sure that that is the palette I'm going to use to seamlessly flow throughout the open concept layout. And I would paint the living room until a natural breaking point, until a natural stopping area, maybe where two walls adjoin. But knowing that once I get $200 more, once I earn, once I save $200 more, I'm going to continue that wall color. I'm going to continue it throughout the open concept area. Okay, that is the first thing I could do with $200. Another thing I could do is I could look at my lighting. What kind of lighting do you have in your space? Do you only have canned lighting? Do you have a funky overhead light that is um, standard builder grade? Think about maybe changing those out. What can you do for $200? You could probably get a couple table lamps. You could add a floor lamp or two. You might be able to change the overhead fixture and get a floor lamp. Lots of different combos here, but changing the lighting and adding the ambient lighting can be a really nice way to create mood within your space, to soften that space and to make it feel cozy. Another option, if you had $200, is to concentrate on either very small anchor pieces or large peripheral pieces. Now, if you are listening to this and thinking, what on earth is she talking about? Quick Cliff Notes version, anchor pieces are are pieces that are either fixtures, built-in things within your home, or they are too costly to replace every couple years. 
and peripheral pieces are the things that add the nuance and the layers and the coziness and they're the they're small but they are mighty and everyone's scale is very different your anchor pieces might be different than mine based on what each of us bring to the table financially what our jobs provide for us, how much we can set aside for making changes like this. So for a quick example, my anchor piece is my living room couch that I spent a couple thousand dollars on. I don't want to and I can't afford to go out and spend that amount of money on a new couch every couple years. My area rug, however, is a peripheral. That is something I spent about $200 on, $300 on, intentionally knowing that I have animals, I have kiddos, and when I bought it, we were still having potty accidents. So this is something that I knew that, yes, in about five years, I would want to or need to replace it. So your scale of peripheral and anchor is very dependent on your personal situation. So that's why I say you could spend money on a small anchor piece or a large peripheral, whatever that is for you. Now, how do you know what to buy, what piece to purchase? That again is specific to you and honestly is way more nuanced than what we can go into today. This is something that if you are working with me, we'll create a project map, you understand what your aesthetic is, your wants versus your needs, what you can already use, all of that. And then we create a project map in order to really lay out what it is you're going to be purchasing in the timeline that you're going to be purchasing it in, in a way that meets your budget and makes biggest impact change first, all the way down to the teeny tiny little details. So that is a little bit more nuanced to answer, but maybe it's something like a side table. Maybe it's something like a coffee table, an armchair, a bench, something like that. All right, I hope that was helpful as you try to think about what you could spend $200 on as you do a living room refresh. Next week on next Tuesday, we're going to talk about what you could do with $300. And are you feeling brave? Pop into the Facebook group, post a picture of your living room with the caption $200, and I'll give you feedback on what I think you could spend $200 with there. All right, until next time, I hope you're well.